Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, so before this podcast starts, I'm editing it now. This is the one that I said on my Fred Again podcast at the appendix that I wasn't going to put out because... It's very personal. It's basically about my career and trajectory, wanting to help other people find some inspiration and hear my story about passion projects. I didn't want to put it out because I felt like I was basically publishing my LinkedIn and I don't have a LinkedIn, but I shared it with Margot, who I had on the show recently, and I shared it with another friend, Renee, and they both took away so much from it. So they really uh, encouraged me to put this out. So if it does resonate with you, let me know if you if it you think it would resonate with others. I would appreciate it if you share it because if I'm going to put it out, it may as well travel as far and wide as is possible. So, on with the show. But here we go, the episode that was never meant to come out. I recognize that I represent a lot of different things to different people on my channels generally. Hi, it's Derek G. It is Derek G speaks volumes. And to finish that thought, some people see me as a guy that's very. Uh, knowledgeable or passionate about music. Some people see me as someone that they can ask about what turntable to buy. And some people see me as a person that is generally creating and a creator or has been through a life and a journey through music, radio and the like, and would like to know or be inspired by or helped out with different ways of paths in life and I like to be able to inhabit all those spaces and provide some experiences for you to take along your journey and usually that sort of mentorship helps for my younger audiences in particular but I think what I'm going to do today is designed for that sort of help but then it is also somewhat not somewhat it's biographical, autobiographical. So there is a level of if you're interested in me as an individual, then you can also hear about my story. But so the topic of the day is passion projects. And the thesis of the day is that passion projects are for honing your instincts more than anything else. And I've lived maybe the last more than 15 years on passion projects and am somewhat of an expert <laughs> in in it for myself. And I think I've helped a lot of others and I've encouraged a lot of others as well to, to follow down that path. So I think a passion project can be defined as, and I think it came up about in the last 15 years, because before that, I think that employment, people did their jobs and if they liked, had other desires and likes to do things, they probably didn't do it or they uh, thought maybe they'd do it later on in life or that's about it. And, and a passion project is, I think, defined as something where you 
want to explore something outside of the realms or your employment or your job that you haven't had the time or given the time to explore. And so you want to create some sort of project to satisfy that need, whether it's creative, whether it is making something, whether it is interviewing people, often, often, and most of the cases that people start to recognize that they haven't reached a place in life where they want to, when they have other passions. And I want to share my story about this and help you guys and talk about instincts and basically break down my experience in terms of, of themes, because I think that passion projects are good, but it isn't a means to an end. It isn't something that you should just not evolve and change. And it isn't something that is going to bring you happiness necessarily, but you want to do it to explore different sides of yourself. So whether you want to be a DJ radio host, or if you want to be a baker, or if you want to be a comedian, or you want to be a, a gardener, you know, you generally people will start passion projects and they'll tell you me about it. And then they might go, right, over here, check out my Instagram. I'm, I'm starting pottery. I'd like for you to buy it. Or they might, you know, do uh, DJ sets under a burner radio <laughs> SoundCloud account and then hopefully one day become uh, an established DJ. So, yeah, I've learned a lot a lot from my passion projects and I hope that I know for a lot of you out there that listen to this podcast you talk about wanting to be in music you want to explore different things so um, you know I, I'm, I try not to talk about my career and what pays the bills but I want to kind of talk loosely around those things as well because yeah there's a personal private life element to to me sharing certain things but it's also not as relevant as you think it would be because i've learned so much and like me being able to speak to you and you listening to this has really shown me that my passion project has really led me in a place that i never expected so let me tell you about my passion project in themes okay so theme one is being stuck i worked i say i worked in corporate i worked in media and creative i guess i worked in television i worked as a creative i studied design so i i worked there uh, making graphics and things like that and then worked my way to different creative sectors of that said industry and having studied design that was the i got an internship at this place and then ended up working there for 10 years and never planned on being tv but like many people you kind of don't know what you want out of life. I know that I knew that I wanted to be involved in music from a very, very young age, but didn't know what that meant. And for a variety of different factors that I'll share one day, never explored those paths. So chose graphic design and then was good at that and then led me into television. And I would say about four years into my career, I was like, hmm, I'm not passionate about TV. I don't even have a TV at home. What am I doing? And so I started to marinate on that. And I started to realize, oh gosh, I'm going to be stuck in this job and I don't, there's no prospects. So what am I doing? So then I decided, 
I want to explore something in music. And I didn't know what that meant in terms of I wasn't a musician, I wasn't a producer, I wasn't an engineer, and I didn't have any friends that worked in it to even ask. So the one thing I did know that I did recognize, and this none of this is instant, this is probably six months in the thinking, was that I listened to radio shows a lot, NTS Radio, Giles Peterson, loved and was obsessed over finding and collecting music. I've also, since I was very young, making mixtapes for people, burning CDs, whatever, sharing a curation of tracks in order that told a story. And so I kind of thought maybe I should explore radio because I love what I listen to and I love listening to radio. And this is something that I hopefully remember at the end, but I might, might not. I thought at the time, surely, surely there's other people out in the world that like music the, that I do. Surely there's enough, there's billions of people. Surely there's a handful of people that will like my taste. And so why don't I just do that? So then months and months passed because I was thinking about what should I call it? How do I do it? Looking into how I post it. You know, ended up looking at like different music streaming platforms, whether it's Mixcloud or Soundcloud. And then ended up deciding on calling it Fine Tooth and Fine Tooth Radio and started it in 2012. Um, so being stuck was the first theme. Second theme is making a choice. So I made the choice. I'm going to do radio. Without knowing, I didn't necessarily want to be a celebrity radio host. I just thought that that was something that I could explore music in a way that I felt quite natural at without being like qualified in the music industry. So I made a choice. And that is probably the most important thing. But also not having too many expectations because I didn't really know where it could lead me. The next theme is this expectation of being perfect. And I speak to, you know, directly to you who might be interested, but also to friends that have asked me in the past, there is this pressure about being perfect and that you put out, you're putting yourself out there in the world and that you don't want to embarrass yourself and you want it to be great. And that's dangerous and not good. And I think that uh, a, a footnote to this is, uh, one thing I didn't do through my whole passion project up until now when I'm on, on making videos is promote myself and promote my work and be proud of it because I had followers that are all friends and I was afraid of their judgment. So never really promoted it hard on my socials, online, never took press photos of myself or rarely. Um, and I think that definitely hindered anything because I I wasn't fully backing it because I was too afraid of the judgment of people that know me, which is a whole other topic, but it's, it's a very toxic uh, relationship that one could potentially have with your self-conscious and with people that should, if they don't care about you and want to laugh behind their back, you're not going to hear about it. And if they want to laugh in front of your face, then screw you. You're probably like, you've got some hurt in you that you're trying to project on, on me. So, but I digress. Being perfect, my wife was really good at uh, encouraging me for this because I, like many men, 
become gearheads and I'm like, oh, this is the radio mic of choice. This is that. I need this in order to get started. And she just said, just, just start it. See if you like it. See if you're good at it. Don't spend loads of money. And that's also a practical concern. <laughs> Holder of the purse strings, you know, like I'm immediately thinking, oh, in order to get started, I'm going to spend, need to spend thousands of dollars. I ended up borrowing a mic from work and a little like mixer. And then I bought like a $200 audio interface to plug it into. And that's how I started. And I think you can still find the first episode on Mixcloud. And I started and it was like, I didn't know how often I was going to do it. So not the best commitment. So I was doing it every three weeks. And then I think it's, what's nice is that very quickly, okay, over a long period of time, nothing happened. And and I, I designed my cover art. I took great pride in it. I put it out on Mixcloud. I think, I don't even remember if I shared it on my Instagram, but uh, but one nice thing that happened is I made this anti-Valentine's Day mix or probably like, you know, a few months into doing it and um, shared it. This is probably the most outward facing I ever was. I shared it with a music or with a blog and they liked it and they shared it and they put it on Twitter. And then a friend of mine who like has, was considered like a photographer, influencer, creative, I didn't know him shared it and that was like you know let's just say 4000 people saw it or something or like it got 300 likes it was insane to me and and it made me proud and made me feel like and he lo- he loved it and people liked it and it made me feel like okay I'm on the right track but I made that you know probably in some like audition software or whatever and I was just trying to find a place in all of this Anyway, I was doing that for a while. And then the next thing is about putting yourself out there and kind of something I say a lot when I only say it once in this podcast, because you'll know when I want to say it, because I'll, either, I'll repeat myself is following the rope in the dark. So I was, I was doing this radio show. I was, people were listening, but like not a huge amount. I was trying to use hashtags so people could find me. And then, uh, yeah, some people reach out. Hey, I, I like what you're doing and I'm listening and, that was really nice. Really, if you like people's work, especially when they're small, let them know. It, did it change my life? No. Did it feel like I was doing something for some people? Yeah. Did it feel less lonely that I wasn't just recording into the ether? For sure. It meant a lot. And I thank those people. And I don't know if I have those emails anymore, but every so often I get an email, it would make my day. So then I would my sister told me about she had a friend a colleague that hosted radio on um a community radio station and i was like oh i don't know anyone in radio and i think that's the hard thing about passion projects is that you don't know anyone generally in those industries so i said to her look could i could could you ask if i could just sit in the corner and watch like i've never been in one that sounds really exciting and she said i sent an email and he was actually looking for a third host of this re- rotating show called Spirit House, which is like spiritual jazz. And like he's like, would you want to host that? And I'm like, I don't know anything about spiritual jazz, but okay. So therefore, I had a seat on this radio station that was like 8 p.m. on a Monday. 
and I was playing jazz and that expanded my horizons of jazz. But it, it, that theme of me saying, putting yourself out there, you, you know, you start to follow these opportunities and, and see things and go, okay, cool. Now I'm getting radio experience and it was live radio and it was every three weeks. So I would do spirit house once every three weeks and I would do fine tooth every three weeks. And so I'm almost weekly and my passion project is growing. And this is probably maybe two years in. And then I got to the point where I was doing things weekly at some point and I was, I felt, I didn't really know what to do. I was still in Sydney and I'd already put myself out there once. And so I was listening to this show on Mixcloud called Laid Back and it had like 100,000 followers on Mixcloud and I liked some of their mixes. And again, it was, it, there was an underlying belief, self-belief. So I emailed this guy and said, Julian and said, Hey, I'd love to do a show for you. And he's like, Oh, you're, you know, I really like your work. Why don't you host the laid back weekly or whatever? And I'm like, great exposure. Amazing. So I would suggest three tracks. His producer would suggest three tracks and then Julian will probably suggest six tracks and there'd be this show. And so I was recording this thing every week and I'm like, wow, you know, people big, you know, it's a big show in Europe and, and, it was niche, but I felt like I was getting somewhere. Uh, let's, let's. Uh, what are they saying? Corporate, put a pin in Julian. I'm going to come back to that. So th at that point, I'm doing Spirit House, Layback, Fine Tooth. No money being made. No money's ever been made. And I was, but I felt like oh, there was some momentum. And so there is a certain point where you have to have, I, I think that the people that I see doing passion projects that don't move anywhere is that they're like, okay, just say, just say, I'm just making this up. I don't know anyone like this. I'm going to start, a, I love succulents. I'm going to start to grow succulents. I'm going to make them. I'm going to get really good. Bonsai is probably a better example. Bonsai. I'm going to get really good at making bonsai. I'd like to maybe make bonsai one day, sell them, whatever. And, and then five years later, they're still doing that. And they may be just posting their bonsai on Instagram saying they're for, they're for sale, they're for sale. And they haven't really evolved. Maybe they don't have a website yet. Maybe they haven't collaborated with anyone. Maybe they haven't learned anything new. Maybe they should have gone to Japan at this point and had done a class. Like they're just doing the same things and expecting different results as the quote goes. And I've seen so many people do that. And then they just give up because they're like, well, I didn't get famous. I didn't make money out of this. And uh, so screw that. So I think what I learned is like, I saw something happen and I'm like, okay, cool. This is, this is maybe something I could try. Or like I said, really, really earnestly, can I sit in the corner and watch because I don't have experience or exposure or, or relationships in this industry. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So did that with Julian. And then I made a video more than six months ago about the fuck it email. So Julian was the first one, but I think that that was less risky. The second was me emailing NTS. So many people asked me, well, how'd you get on NTS? 
And look, the dream, I thought Intuos was hyper cool. I didn't think I'd ever be on there. I didn't think that they, I didn't, I didn't even consider it. I wasn't like, oh, you know, it's going to happen for me. I didn't think that. But I did think to myself, uh, oh, wouldn't it be cool if they found my radio show one day and reached out? That would be cool. Everyone thinks that. And I think everyone thinks that that's how you, you, you get successful. And especially with passion projects. And I'll tell you right now, that never happens. So, you know, you have to make, create your own luck. But when I say to people, oh, I'm on, I was on NTS or I am on NTS. And they're like, how'd you do it? And they're like, I just emailed them and they said yes. And they're like, oh, lucky. They don't, they as if they do that now. And you call them at a good time and all this sort of stuff. That's the person, that's my fault for not telling the story properly. That's their fault for also thinking that things happen by luck and timing. You know what it was? I emailed and it was a fuck it email, which is to say it's probably 11 o'clock at night. I just had this sudden urge and I'm like, all right, let's, <laughs> I, I fuck it. Why not? I'm just going to email them. They're not going to hear from me otherwise. So I just wrote an email that basically said, hey. I'm a huge fan of NTS. I've been listening for years. I do this radio show. I do a link to my radio show. I link to, I don't know if I link to Spirit House, but, and I also do this thing on layback. I listen to these shows, this show, that show, that show, that show, that show. I think it suits, it's a bit of a mix of all of those plus that. This is a shot in the dark. I don't expect to hear from you, but, I'd love to be considered if there were any slots. Fergus, the programming director at the time, reply. I woke up and I'd got a response and he's like, yeah, I love this. Let's do it. You, can't, you don't understand at that point that I'd, I'd hit the jackpot. I had made all my dreams come true <laughs> and was amazing. And yes, yeah, so to the point of me not telling my story properly, then I did, this is probably 2016 because I started in 2016. So at this point, I've been doing it for four years. I had hundreds or 100 or 50, I don't know, 150 episodes that I'd already done at that point. I have a music curation. I have honed that. I sound good on the radio. At this point, over four years, I'd upgrade my system to this microphone, this microphone arm uh, and a DJ controller. So I didn't buy this for TikTok. I have had this for a long time. So when people say like, yeah, oh, you got lucky. No, I had a body of work that I had honed. He looked at my website. The website looked nice. It was designed. I kept iterating it to make it better and better and better and better. And it was, therefore, the fuck it email doesn't come from, hey, like say me today, me right now, I'm going to email Drake and expect a response. Hey, Drake, I'm a really, I'm a TikToker and, and I want to speak to you. Is he going to ever even see the email? Like I, I don't deserve that and I wouldn't expect to do that. And I don't feel like, fuck it, I'm going to email Drake right now because it doesn't work like that. So... I'd done so much work not having the expectation of being on NTS until one night where I went, you know what, let's do it. 
but I had all the work to back it up. So you have your fucking emails, but you have to know that you have to have earned your stripes and put in the work to even feel like, fuck it, I, I want to email these people. So passion projects lead you in places that you dr maybe dream of but not expect and it takes a long time to get there. So that's, that's the second email. Then after doing NTS for a few years, I was like, I don't want to be here, <laughs> not in the world, in Sydney. I'm doing this stuff. No one understands. And this is like, I made a video about this too. I think it was naive, but I felt like at the time, no one understands my music taste. I've tried applying for music curated jobs at, you know, Pandora was here at the time, other places, no one responded to my applications. I thought I had good taste. I thought I deserved to be in those places. Clearly the universe was telling me that it wasn't the right thing for me. So I was like, I don't want to be in this country anymore. I want to go to be in London because NTS is there. It seems like it's a more thriving music culture. I want out. So my wife and I ended up moving to London and my, my wife didn't like her job either. So we both were pursuing different paths at the same time. So we moved overseas and the ambition was to work in music, to leave television and work in music. And I guess the theme for this section is, is backing yourself. The, the thing that I always said to myself and to my wife, I always said, look, we've got good head up, heads on our shoulders. We're educated, we're professional. We'll find a job somewhere, surely. Even if we have to work in some bar, which is funny to think about, I would never do that, but we can make it work. So we, we got our visas, we, we, were, we quit our jobs and desperately I was like, oh gosh, I need a job now. And I didn't know anyone in the music industry <laughs> except for Fergus from NTS and Julian from Laidback. I emailed both of them, hey, if you know anyone, love to work in music. And Fergus was like, yeah, I'll keep, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll keep you in mind if anything comes up. Julian was like, oh, I don't know many people, but I know the founder of Mixcloud. And he introduced me. And uh, before I left for London, I got a job there, <laughs> which is uh, really cool. I'm going to speed through this part because I don't want to be too biographical at this point, but got a job at Mixcloud, worked there, and was surrounded by people that uh, loved music as much as I. Lots of them had radio shows, all that sort of stuff. And so following this path, not knowing what was going next. And then I uh, reached out to a friend to work on a project who had a production company and he was working at um, a company in the US. Uh, and he was like, we're looking for someone like you, you should work with us. And so then I moved over to New York and working at a record label and <laughs> I'd made it. In, in my mind, I'd made it. And it's pretty crazy to think about like this all. And, and the, when they said looking for someone like me, someone that knew a lot about music, someone who knew a lot about radio, someone who knew a lot about just the world and media, 
it all kind of got to this point where I really wanted to work in music and didn't know how. And was suddenly working at a, not suddenly, this is like a decade in the making, working at a record label in New York. And so the, and it's as if you wouldn't turn that down. So as if you would turn that down. So I, and we went and I ended up, I think I mentioned another podcast. I launched this radio station with 88 Rising uh, and Sirius XM. And I felt like I'd done it. I felt like I'd done it. And I felt like what I've been working towards of making my radio show in my apartment every week for either no one to listen to or very few led me to the point where I had launched a, a nationwide radio station in America. And where I was fine to at this point, I was still making it every week and I was making an NTS show. I wasn't doing laid back. That stopped a long time ago because Julian was having a kid and needed to stop it. And I remember years and years ago, my wife was like, because um, I was like doing fine tooth after a long day of work, have dinner. And then it'd be like 10 o'clock and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do my show now. And I had like not all my music ready, nothing ready. And I'd be recording at like maybe 1230 and then I'd be uploading at 3 a.m. And she asked me one day, why are you doing this? You're exhausted. And I'm like, I don't know. But I feel like I, not in some sort of martyr way, just I feel like I need to at this point. I just, there's an instinct. There's an instinct. And to to bring it back to the, the, the theme, passion projects about honing your instincts, every one of these stages was instinctual. So putting yourself, putting myself out there and re reaching out to different people, NTS, Julian, Spirit House was instinctual at those moments. No one handed me anything, but I reached out at certain times and it worked out. Moving overseas was, I feel like there's people over there or entities over there that make sense that I'd like to be part of. That was instinctual. Calling up a friend and then something happening outside of that and then moving overseas to another place, that was instinctual. And then continuing with Fine Tooth for seemingly, it would be hundreds of listeners, not thousands. And not even hundreds, probably a hundred if I'm being generous to myself. And I said, I just feel like I needed to. But once I launched this radio station in America, I finished Fine Tooth. I was like, I feel like it's done its job. I'm working in music. I'm working in radio. I'm working at a record label. I'm in New York. My passion project is complete. And it was pretty, pretty crazy to think about and pretty crazy to, to put a bookmark, a bookend, uh, close the book and go, yeah. And I entered it and I, I had an episode, which I've now archived called Retired. And I said, you know, that this is it. I'm done. I've reached the end. And it's not like it was crazy comments because there was not too many people listening, but I was like, that feels good. It, I had lost that drive to continue. But the passion lived on because whilst I was doing this radio stuff and I moved home to Australia at this point, it was doing it from Sydney. I, I didn't stop curating music for myself and I would make this playlist called Derek GFM. And I remember the number because it was around 
70 to 85 people followed it. That was my peak of people following that playlist. But every month I would post it on my Instagram, maybe even every week, just to my friends and be like, Derek GFM updated, Derek GFM updated. And I'll shout out my friend, James, who responded most weeks going, hell yeah, love this. And he wasn't being nice. He's got similar taste to me. So I was like, yeah, I'm doing it for him. I'm doing it for maybe other people that aren't messaging me. The drive was still there to curate and to share music that was like maybe less commercial, less radio. And that, I guess, instinct was still there to still do it. And it's like, well, I don't need to record radio shows anymore because I'm working in radio and and record labels, but I still want to share my love for discovery of music. And I did that and I did that and I did that every single week. Wow. 80 four likes on my playlist i think my spotify wrapped a few years ago was like you're 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 in the know because you have this many people following your playlist i'm like yeah i am yeah i am and lo and behold here we are now where i have probably like 40 50 000 followers on my different playlists i've got 20 30 000 followers on my spotify i have as time of recording almost 250,000 followers on tiktok and instagram independently of each other (laughs) and the i found a second life because i was behind the scenes making radio i retired fine tooth it was niche i wasn't doing nts anymore because i was doing this other radio stuff and i was just a worker bee and then as some of you know my story i shared a video as part of a trend on uh tiktok people started asking about it I became, I started to hone in on hi-fi to, to, cause people said, create a niche for yourself. I didn't like that niche because I don't like the hi-fi audience. And so then I started talking about music, which I love. And now I'm known as a music person sharing things on TikTok. And I have never been someone in front of the camera. Like I said at the beginning, I never shared my stuff enough on socials. So I don't think I grew. I didn't become a famous tastemaker or DJ because I was too scared to share things with friends judgments and i was too scared to promote myself i was too scared to get press shots of myself because or to take selfies of myself because people said you grow by taking selfies of yourself because people like faces and i didn't want to do that and i thought the music will speak for itself the music will speak for itself and i think that's again passion projects you can't be so and i was naive that you're just going to be discovered for putting in hard earnest work and not promoting yourself in any way and the only time I did promote myself outwardly was with that anti-Valentine's Day mix, which did well. And outside of that, I never put anything anywhere or sent anything to anyone outside of private emails to people. So, but it's all means to an end, right? So I started following this instinct of TikTok and rightly so. My wife again, you know, was like, why, why are you doing this? Because, you know, I've got bills to pay. I've got a family. And I'm like, I don't know. So I'm back at this same spot, guys. Like, I'm like, I don't know, but I feel like there's something here. Instincts, instincts, instincts. And at this point, my instincts are very strong because, and I think if over the course of this whole thing, my instincts were terrible. My instincts, I would say, are pretty damn good because I'm doing this TikTok. I feel like there's something in this. I feel like the comments I'm getting, the response I'm getting, the things that are moving, 
And look, I'm by no means at the top of any mountain, but you're, li you're listening to this. You didn't know about me maybe six months ago, maybe a week ago, maybe a year ago. I feel like there's something there. Building, 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 building. To a point now where I'm very, I'm not going to try to flex. I'm very proud of what I've achieved. Very proud of the audience I've built. Very proud of the people that have reached out to me. I'm very proud of the things that, I, of the potential that I have in front of me. I'm very proud to be able to share this story. I'm quiet because it's like, <laughs> I'm not going to cry on camera, but I'm proud of wanting to really achieve something that I believed in, which was sharing a music. There's still things I'd love to do, so many, whether it's doing things in a live scenario, doing more content, meeting more artists, people, I would love to be an executive producer in a recording studio. I, I know I, my ear is right and I know that I could help in that space at some point. There's so many things I want to do, but my instincts kept telling me to go despite not getting the job, say as an editor at Spotify, if I applied for that. I can't remember if I did back in the day why I was making radio shows for not many people to listen to, why I was still sharing playlists for one person or a couple people, my sister being another great support of the music that I curated to the point now where people want to hear what I have to say. And to the succulent point, I did not think that I would be in front of the camera. I did not think, I did not dream, I did not want it. And when I talk about the combination of my skills at this point, deep knowledge of music, ability to talk for long periods of time like this, unedited, uncut, and articulate myself relatively well, thanks to radio, being a graphic designer, knowing how to make things well, working in TV, working in music, working in radio, has led me to the point where I have a particular perspective on the world that is unique, that people want to hear from, and that I didn't know was an asset to me. It was just something that was me trying things out. And, and it, it, all this stuff stirred up into a pot equals this connection that we now have. So the succulent person maybe that succulent person in another world and not just making a website and an Instagram selling succulents that no one wants, keeps evolving, keeps growing, uh -huh, keeps growing their passion, and maybe they find out that they like writing. And maybe they find out that they like exploring the stories behind these plants and they end up making a kid's storybook about gardening. The thing is with passion projects is that, which is why you have to hone your instincts, is that it's probably not the thing that you're starting. Very few probably start, end where they think it's going to start. Some people we know, and the jealousy is real, where like we'll know someone that they're young and they're doing it and this is successful at it. 
And I've always been the person that's been patient and just trying to figure things out as I go. And this person, this is totally hypothetical, so I don't know why I just keep talking about them, could have gone on a journey of like growing things, meeting people, you know, going to events, selling things, and then writing bios and writing stories about, and then people are like, I like these stories, write more. And then they maybe start a newsletter and then they, then people start to share that around, you know? So I think passion projects are important, but the passion project isn't, if you want to be a comedian, say, you might not end up being a comedian. You might end up being a sports commentator who happens to have a funny quip here and there. You might be so many things. And I think that start it without too many expectations or ambitions. I know that sounds really sad to be like, don't have ambitions. You should have ambitions, but it's like, be open. You have to build up your reps. You have to show that you have dedication. You have quality. You have creativity. And that you might take yourself in places that you never knew you would be to the point where if you're still listening at this point, almost 40 minutes in, that I am able to connect to an audience that cares what I have to say. And that is crazy to me. And I hope that I can continue to build this passion project, which is my life, into even more. So that is the end of this podcast. Passion projects are about honing your instincts, being instinctual, trusting yourself, trusting the process, and getting somewhere that you might not expect, retiring things, ending it when you feel like you're done with it. Just, just being confident that you're making the right choices for you and that in, when I said sometimes I just need to do this, maybe that's it. And then I just need to end it. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm going to email this person. Maybe that's it. And you never know where you're going to be. I am by no means at the end of this, but I'm somewhere. And that's wonderful. That's the end for this week. Derek Speaks Volumes. If you find this interesting, send me what you've been working on. I'd love to hear. I'll do my best to give any thoughts or advice if you need it. But I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. It means a whole great deal. And we'll talk next week.